Hello and welcome to episode 610 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan, as always joined by Evan Silva. We are the co-founders here at ETR and we are in the midst of peak draft season. You can feel it in the air. The fantasy football drafts are happening all around us. Evan, how's it going today? Yep, entering the final week of preseason. We had some big injury stuff come out today. The Jonathan Taylor saga continues, um, but this is a big week for drafts, and the Shyway 30 will be out by the end of the week. Yes, and I know I've gotten a lot, a ton of questions also about the exploiting the default rankings. So important, uh, I think, to check that out. Uh, that all is going up as we speak right now as well. On today's show, we're going to discuss the latest news, injuries, holdouts, preseason usage, and how it has affected our rankings. Very important stuff. Before we get into it here, one thing I have to note, if you're planning to use default rankings in your draft applet or your gut for your fantasy ball draft, it's just so, so, so suboptimal. I can't tell you how hard all of us, our entire NFL team is grinding every little percentage point, moving things from Sam Howell, 98% to Sam Howell, 100%, really thinking hard about how to project things like Najee Harris versus the Jalen Warren split, which we'll talk about here today. But my point is that if you want to come to your draft with the best baseline of rankings to draft off of, check out our draft kit. Draft kit pro is $49.99. If you do purchase that, you will get $10 free to use on DraftKings. Again, $49.99 for draft kit pro, which covers dynasty and best ball as well. And you'll get $10 to use on DraftKings. All right. Jonathan Taylor's saga took uh, another uh, turn this week, Evan, as the Colts granted permission to Jonathan Taylor to seek a trade. Of course, the Colts are going to leak some outrageous price. They said they want around one pick in exchange for the right to pay Jonathan Taylor a ton of money. Now, I don't want to rule this out from happening. We saw Christian McCaffrey get dealt last year. I believe it was for a second, third, and fourth round pick from the 49ers and the Panthers. We also saw Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs both go in the top 12 of the draft this year. So I'm not going to sit here and say that teams don't value running backs enough to think they might want to trade for a talent like Jonathan Taylor. Evan, what was your reaction to the latest in the Jonathan Taylor saga and how are we handling him in the ranks? Well, then I thought it was interesting that Jonathan Taylor was out at Colts practice today. But then you had Albert Breer and Adam Schefter reporting that he's dug in and that he's not going to play for the Colts unless he gets a new contract. I still think that they're going to find a way to figure this out. They have a rookie quarterback, you know, they, they have, and they don't have like a lot of talent in reserve at running back. So <clears throat> I still think they're going to figure it out, but I, I don't know what to think really. Uh, yeah. I, I think the most likely landing spot if I had to bet right now for Jonathan Taylor is the Indianapolis Colts, like by, by far. Um, I don't think it's crazy to think that he could be dealt. It's just kind of late in the year for someone mm-hmm. because everybody's used their cap space. Everybody's made a lot of their moves already. And so now to take on something huge, like a huge trade for Jonathan Taylor and pay him a big contract, it's just harder to make it work right now. I know people have speculated about the Eagles possibly being interested. I know people have speculated about the Dolphins being interested. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, that would surprise me. I'm on board with Evan that JT is more likely to be back with the Colts. I still, I have on-field concerns about JT though. We talked about that on the bus thing. So even if he does come back to the Colts, like, and I didn't take him in round three in this dip, 
I think I'm still kind of okay with that. End of round three, round four, round five, I take JT. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth it there. Would you say that's roughly where you're at, Evan? Yeah, I would say three, four turn is where I start looking at him. Um, okay. There actually was a firm report from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, and he's really good. I mean, he's mm-hmm. won like awards in the past that the Dolphins actually they are actively interested in Jonathan Taylor. The Eagles, I, that, you know, every year someone tries to connect a running back in the draft to the Eagles, and the Eagles just don't value that position. So I, right. that, that one would be, would be tough for me to buy. Okay. Let's go to this Jackson Smith and Jigba injury. Jackson Smith and Jigba is undergoing wrist surgery today. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Jason is undergoing surgery again today. Could be ready for the start of the regular season. Could end up missing four games. Could miss one game. Could miss two. We don't know. He sustained this injury when he was tackled on that really nice near touchdown he had Saturday night in their preseason game. Evan's been lower than me on JSN for sure. I still want to personally lean high on him, but I can't deny that this is a setback. I mean, wrist surgery for a wide receiver, possibly missing the start of a season is not great. Evan, I know you were already kind of low mm-hmm. on JSN versus market. Any reaction to him potentially missing the start of the season? Yeah. And this news really came out this morning. Um, maybe a couple hours before we started the show, we're taping on Tuesday in the early afternoon. I haven't decided if I'm going to lower him in the rankings right now. I've got him in the 90s, which, as you mentioned, was below consensus. But I think that that's probably where he's going to start going, maybe around pick 100. I don't know. I I, I got to look at it. I have to decide because we're still in the process of kind of gathering information as to how much time that we're going to miss that he's going to miss. Pete Carroll always has the rose-colored glasses on when yeah. it comes to injury stuff. So I don't think that anything that – comes from him is going to be helpful but I'm still waiting for reports as to exactly how much time he's expected to miss one point I wanted to make if you told me today that JSN would definitely miss two games exactly two games I would only dock him one game in the projections because these first two games this season are worth so little compared to the end of the season right like first two Mm -hmm. games if he misses we have our full roster there's no injuries yet there's no buys I'll be fine I'd love to have JSN for the stretch run so yeah I just want to be careful about people thinking docking him too much for Mm -hmm. early season games, I guess is my point. Okay. Speaking of injuries, Devon A-Chain has sustained a shoulder injury and he is in doubt for week one. Now I was already regretting a bunch of my Devon A-Chain bags, Evan. I don't know if I'm panicking here or not, but I've just kind of stopped taking him even before this injury. He only played one of 15 snaps with the starters in their second preseason game, even though Jeff Wilson sat out Savan Ahmed you know, who they've used in the past has been playing. Miles Gaskin is still on the team. Obviously, Mostert and Jeff Wilson are there. I'm a little worried that Devon Chain is going to start really slow. And that was before the shoulder injury. Now I'm incredibly worried that Devon Chain is going to start the season incredibly slow. So have you moved Devon Chain down in the rankings? I know. And I was on, I was with everybody. I was with you. I was on him before. I've just kind of like been off lately. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been drafting as much as I him as much as I was earlier in the offseason. Um, and he's still, you know, he's he's under 200 pounds, you know. So, I, I you know, he just he risks and I mean, he's re- a really exciting player, but he risks being eased into the season. He risks being went, you know, when he does like so, sort of start get rolling. And, you know, I mean, he's kind of like a scat back. Right. 
And, and historically, scat backs have a hard time, um, you know, carving out really meaningful workloads. So there, there are concerns here. I mean, I think he's still draftable. It's just I don't think you can go into the season expecting to get anything out of him early in the year. I would need an extremely deep bench, I think, for me to carry Devon A. Chain for like five or six weeks at this point. And I don't know that's how it's gonna how long that that's exactly how long it's gonna take for him to get his chance. But yeah, I would need a deep bench on A Chain right now. Um Commander's News. Sam Howell was officially named the starter. No surprise. I, I just wanted to double click on Sam Howell's rushing ability. Final year at North Carolina, 183 catches, 183 rushes. 828 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns. Preseason in the NFL, 14 carries, 102 rushing yards, two touchdowns on 158 snaps. He also had that week 18 spot start last year, went 535, one rushing. And and he's been awesome as a thrower in the preseason. I mean, I don't know if you watched the game last night, Evan, but he was playing really well, throwing some darts to Jahan Dotson. He has Terry McLaurin. We'll talk about his injury in a second here. He has Curtis Samuel. He has Antonio Gibson. I'm not saying that Sam Howell is going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year, but among the guys who go like mega late, I do think Howell has the best chance by a pretty wide margin. Any reaction, Evan, here? And and I should note that Jacoby Brissett is no slouch. Like beating out Jacoby Brissett is a real deal. That's like an accomplishment. The, for sure. Yep. So go ahead, Evan. Um, I was on uh, You Better You Bet with Nick Costos earlier in the offseason. He asked me, who would you bet on to have the best fantasy season out of Sam Howell, Bryce Young, and CJ Stroud? I said Sam Howell, mm. and I think I'm sticking by that. Um, I, I think I think there's a chance that he can play. I mean, he's athletic. He was a like a gunslinger in college, and you're right. He's kind of got an underrated cast of, of weapons, and it looks like they are, are going to avoid a serious injury to Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and one thing I, I want to note for context around this, Ron Rivera is coaching for his job, you know, like he needs to have a good year this year to keep his job. And he decided to go with Sam Howell. This is not some like, oh, we're going to develop Sam Howell thing. I mean, Ron Rivera needs to win right now or Eric Bieniemy will replace him next year, I suspect. So yeah, um, super interesting on Sam Howell. I, I, I'm excited to watch him. Yeah, I haven't mentioned Terry McLaurin sustained a right big toe injury. Um, you know, these toes, these toe injuries are sprains. They call them turf toes sometimes. He hobbled a bit to the locker room for x-rays, came back negative. Latest report on Terry McLaurin is he's more day-to-day than anything else. And so we have not been docking McLaurin in the rankings uh, right now, but we'll stay on top of that injury. Yeah, pending further reports, I'm, I don't think I'm going to move him at all. Yeah. Uh, people did not like uh, Jahan Dotson pick that um, I've been making a lot. And if you read the perfect draft, article which is up on the site right now i do mention Jahan dotson in there i i don't think it's crazy evan like one of my hot takes is Jahan dotson might actually be better than uh mclaurin um i know you don't agree there evan but uh yeah i think the gap between them is just too wide would be my take on the adp all right josh jacobs so Vinny bonsignore sorry for the butchering of the name there Vinny of the Las Vegas Review Journal, he reported that Josh Jacobs is expected to report to the team before the season opener, per multiple sources. Uh, Vinny did not say anything about the money or how this would happen, if they would pay him or or why, or, or Jacobs just capitulating. All he said is that multiple sources told him Josh Jacobs is expected to report to the team before the season opener. No one else has corroborated 
this report. This has been, as far as I can tell, a lone report on Josh Jacobs. I'm tempted to believe it because it makes sense to me. But Evan, where are you at with Josh Jacobs and his holdout right now? I mean, I think that this was always the likeliest outcome. Vincent Bonsignori used to cover the Rams for the athletic and now writes for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I mean, he, I think he's pretty legit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, he's definitely um, legit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's pretty legit. So I, I trust him. I, I think he's going to end up being right. And uh, and Josh Jake is going to be like report right before the season. Okay. Where would you be drafting Josh Jacobs after this report? Because, I mean, if this stuff never happened, I feel like Josh Jacobs was going to go in round two if this holdout stuff never happened. Two, three turn, I think makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about the systemic stuff in right. Las Vegas and them just being a dumpster fire. But yeah, I would not be opposed to two, three turn on Josh Jacobs. Uh, speaking of starters getting named, Baker Mayfield officially named the starter for the Tampa Bay Bucks. No surprise, he beats out Kyle Trask. I mean, in 2022, this Bucks team, Tom Brady, set the NFL record. 733 pass attempts in a season. 43 per game. I mean, my God. Obviously, that's going to regress massively with Baker Mayfield. But this team is going to be bad. They're starting running back. Rashad White is a space back. They're kind of set up to throw a bit with their best players are Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And their best running back is a pass catcher, I think, in Rashad White. And so... I could see a more throw-heavy approach here, despite the Baker worries than people are expecting. Evan, any thoughts on Bucks' pass game outlook now that we know Baker Mayfield is the starter? I just think that we've seen enough of Baker Mayfield to know that he isn't very good and that probably Kyle Trask will end up making starts as well. And and they, they're going to play like quarterback musical chairs throughout the season. And I, I think we've seen enough from Baker. Uh have you been taking or are you interested at all in drafts in Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? When they fall like a round or a round and a half past their ADP, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's really hard to be excited about them. Yeah. Um, I think Mike Evans might be a slightly better bet because he can just get there on touchdowns. But yeah, I mean, it, it's not a fun click on either. I still think Godwin could get 10 targets a game. Like, they're going to have to throw a lot. It would not shock me if Chris Godwin got 10 targets a game. Evan has them very close in his ranking, 73rd for Godwin, 77 on Mike Evans. I think that makes sense. I think if you're playing tight end premium, FFPC, Cade Otten, who quietly had 42 catches last year as a rookie, is uh, somewhat interesting as like a tight end three. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Okay. Bill's backfield. I don't know if you've been following this, Evan. James Cook has gone from like a ninth round pick to like, I've seen him go in the fifth round. Mm. And this has happened in the last month, and there hasn't really been news. Now, James Cook did play on 15 of 16 snaps with the starters in their second preseason game. Latavius Murray only played two. Damian Harris had a knee issue, minor, did not play. The, the thing that I keep getting in my head is what if James Cook is actually good? What if James Cook actually runs away with the lead back job here? Like beating out Latavius Murray and Damian Harris isn't that crazy that he could get 65 plus percent of the work and in this offense that would be a smash and i think that's why his adp is steaming so hard i prefer him in round seven but it looks like now you might have to go into round six to get him what do you think about this james cook feature back steam i think concerns remain about and now he got a nice little bump like underrated bump when naheem hines went out for the year because their skill sets overlap a little bit um I'm still worried about, you know, the Latavius Murray and Damian Harris. Damian Harris is eventually going to get healthy and 
he's a good runner. Um, and then Josh Allen at the goal line. And how how many times per game is is uh, Josh Allen going to dump off to running backs because mm-hmm. he's a pretty aggressive downfield thrower. I, I just keep going back and forth on James Cook. Um, he's a, he's a, he, I think he's one of the, the biggest conundrums in fantasy football this year because, you know, what is his outlook in terms of high-value touches? Yeah, I, I think people are very excited about this one. And, like, when people get very excited about, you know, Tank Bigsby and they take him in round 10 or Devon A-Chain in round 10 or Kenny Gainwell in round 11, like, stuff like that, I'm like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to get burned by that. I, I really don't. Like, I'm fine when people do that. I, I'm scared James Cook in round six could actually burn me. Um, and so when it gets into that round six, round seven range, I do think I start to consider James Cook now. Hopefully in home leagues, he will be a bit cheaper. Let's go to, oh, Don Kincaid stuff. I mean, more great usage for Dalton Kincaid. He ran nine routes on 12 Josh Allen dropbacks in the preseason game. If you saw the highlights, they had him singled up in the slot obviously against some backups for the Steelers, but still just him running these choice routes against linebackers and safeties looks really good. I know it's hard on the tight end stuff for rookies, but yeah, any change for you on Dalton Kincaid, I believe you have him. Uh, do you, I don't think you have him in the top 150 mm-hmm. actually, Evan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, rookie tight end on a team with a ton of weapons. What do you think about the Stephen A. Smith report? that Steph Diggs wants out of Buffalo. I mean, do, do you put any stock in that at all? Um, I didn't, but I don't think Stephen A is just like saying that just to get attention. I know that's like the accusation with him all the time. I don't think he would do that uh, just for attention. Maybe that's a bad read, but yeah, I think there's nothing that they can do. I mean, the Bills have to try to win this year. If they don't win this year, I think it definitely blows up with Steph Diggs. Like definitely. I mean, they are fast-tracking Dalton Kincaid. There's no question yeah. about that. It's just how many targets per game is he going to get? His usage looks great. Um, Stefan Diggs is a target hog. Gabe Davis is going to be out there on, on 80% of the snaps. You know, now we're talking about James Cook as a single-digit round pick. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I this know. team – I mean, we're, we, we, we're, we can definitely take Dalton Kincaid as a tight end, too – are, are we can it get to a point where he's an f- actual fantasy starter? Well, I mean, like, so the guys at the back end of the tight end one range, the starters would be like uh, Higby, Chig, uh, guys like that. I think I prefer Kincaid to Chig. I don't know about Higby. I definitely prefer Kincaid to Juwan Johnson, who I know you prefer mm. Juwan Johnson there. But yeah, I think that's an interesting debate also. So yeah, I mean, I think he's in that range with those guys, I guess is my point. Um, but yeah, I'm not expecting Don Kincaid to like blow the doors off. I know there's some people out there that are very, very out over their skis on Don Kincaid. All right. Joe Mixon was found not guilty on his aggravated menacing charge. There was a while there we were worried about suspension. And uh, we weren't baking it into the rankings, but I was a little bit worried that we were going to get burned on that. Turns out, it does not look like Joe Mixon will be suspended. Um, the competition behind him has been non-existent for the most part, you know, Um and they have not, I've not heard any smoke about them and Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette. So I've, I mean, Joe Mixon is set up pretty well here, Evan. What do you think about his outlook now that we know he's not going to be suspended? Yeah, I moved him up a tier and he's now the RB17. And I mean, his workload projection is just like through the roof right now. I mean, yeah. and, you know, he plays an explosive offense. He's not coming off a great season, but. 
that workload projection, I mean, it, it's a, it's it's real, real high. I mean, Joe Mixon also showed an ability to command targets at a pretty high rate last year, despite them having three awesome wide receivers and the tight end. Now you remove Pirine. And so like, I think there's even more room for Mixon in the past game now that Pirine's out of the mix here. Let's go. To- yeah, his, I mean, his backups, we're talking about Travion Williams, who's yeah. been in the league and, you know, hasn't earned uh, touches, who's now been hurt. Chase Brown, who's a fifth round rookie, Chris Evans, who, you know, people talk him up every year and he, ne- he never does anything. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chiefs, they're, the Chiefs starters have now played 26 snaps this preseason. Wide receiver snaps are as followed. Out of those 26, MVS 20, Sky Moore 17. Justin Watson, 12, Rasheed Rice, 11, Richie James, 6, Justin Ross, 2, Kadarius Tony 0 because he has not played due to a knee injury. Still think Kadarius Tony is live to be ready for week one, but he'll be coming in with not much work. I, I think my only takeaway here is that MVS and Sky Moore are going to play the most. And behind that, it's just going to be a massive rotation. They could have six, they could play six wide receivers legit in, in a game every Sunday, just rotating these guys through. I do think Justin Ross probably makes the team at this point, but he'd just be like the back end of this mess of a rotation. I don't know, man. How have you been handling Chiefs wide receivers? I've been drafting a lot of MVS just because he goes so late in drafts. And, you know, I've I've primarily done best ball to this point. And he kind of profiles as a, a potential spike week player. Now, he didn't spike very much last year. But, I mean, I think he's still got that in his bag a little bit. I, I think that the rapport should be better in his second year with Patrick Mahomes. Sky Moore is the guy that I have ranked highest mm-hmm. and I think should definitely be ranked highest because I think that he's got he's locked into two receiver sets and um, looks like he's going to play that slot role. And then I'm, I'm with you. I think that your read has been right that they're going to have a big rotation at receiver. It's going to be a mess. I, I, I've actually not been taking Sky Moore, which actually scares me a little bit i just don't think he's good enough to consolidate work like they're gonna spread it around so much i don't think sky's actually going to consolidate it so i take other guys uh wide receivers in that range but yeah i mean if sky Moore is actually good i mean he i think he's set up to be pretty solid all right silva did move tank dell up tank dell has been buzzing a ton this preseason but tank dell has not made the top 150. I know he, a lot of people. Oh, always, he, he's in there. Oh, he is in there. Yeah, okay. He, he, I, I, I think I got him up to like 134. Okay, correct. Tank Dell is, uh, I was searching under Tank. Uh, it's actually Nathaniel. In yeah, our, yeah, we uh, have him listed as Nathaniel. That's in our uh, models. Um, but anyways, yes. So, okay, 134 for Tank Dell, Evan. I mean, dude's been looks like he's shot out of a cannon. He's just so small and he plays on the Texans. So I don't know, man. It's a tougher sell for me, but go ahead on Tank Dell. Apparently, he's already the Texans' best receiver, and C.J. Stroud loves him. I don't know what to think about C.J. Stroud. Um, but, I mean, Tank Dell has been making plays. He ripped it up in the uh, Dolphins-Texans uh, uh, joint practices, and he's been looking great in the preseason. So, yeah, I mean, I, he's not going to be a guy that you can rely on, you know, consistently week to week. But I, I think he's going to mix in some big plays over the course of the season. I think he's going to end up playing a lot. Yeah. Like, I – I take Marvin Mims over Tank Dell. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Let's go to Marvin oh. Mims is already like a, yeah. You, you have that, this in here that he's he's already locked into three receiver sets. Yes. We'll go there next. I just want to finish up on the Texans stuff. Uh, Damian Pierce in their preseason game played 
every snap. And you remember last year, Damian Pierce only played about 25% of third downs. He was losing pass down work to Rex Burkhead, et cetera. So it is certainly notable that in their second preseason game, Damian Pierce played every snap in the drives he was in for, including the third downs. The third drive went all Devin Singletary. So I don't want to make too grand of takeaways here. It could have just been like a preseason thing. They want to see how they do, get Damian Pierce two drives, get him out. But giving him a chance on third down would massively improve his outlook. So what do you think about Damian Pierce and pass game stuff this year? I think that they're going to lean on him as, you know, their, their true feature back. And I think that this gave us a, a good hint as to how that they're going to uh, distribute the work between Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary will essentially be the, the the breather back. And I think it's really – Devin Singletary was not good in the passing game in Buffalo. Damian Pierce can be good in the passing game. This tier here of Cam Akers, Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, my favorite – and I pass over this tier almost every time, but my favorite – if I was to take someone in this tier – it would be Damian Pierce for me. I think he's the best one uh, of that tier. Evan has them, uh, I think, believe very close together. If I check here, yeah, Evan has Miles, Damian Pierce, and Akers all within spots 55 and 60 in his rankings. He does have J.K. Dobbins a little bit above there. And by the way, J.K. Dobbins has been looking very healthy, I think, at Ravens camp. Um, Marvin Mims, yeah. Evan mentioned Marvin Mims. Clear number three. In his NFL debut in the second preseason game, ran eight routes on 13. Russ Wilson dropbacks. He's going to be out there in three wide receiver sets. He's a talented guy. We've talked about him a ton. I just thought it was good confirmation that he's ahead of some of these other guys. He's only behind Judy and Corlin Sutton at this point. Any further takes on Marvin Mims, Evan? You have him 105 in the rankings, which is very... People are going to get... I mean, you don't have to take Marvin Mims at 105 to get him, especially in home leagues. Definitely. Um... I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. Um, so, and I think he's, and you know, he, he can run deep routes. I mean, he averaged almost tw- 20 yards per catch in college. And I, I think that Russell Wilson, although he has lost athleticism, not coming off a good season, I think he can still throw the deep ball and Marvin Mims can go get it. All right. couple ranking changes from Silva. Silva moved Chris Olave up from wide receiver 16 to wide receiver 12. Why don't you give some context around that move, Evan? Well, if if I had kept him at wide receiver 16, people would not have been getting him. Um, I think he belongs around that 2-3 turn, maybe at the back end of the second round. I just I've got Underhill in my ear just telling me that Chris Olave is going to be a superstar. Yes. Yeah. I so, you know, like and I mean I th- I think he's he had a he had a great rookie season. I mean, his his yards per route one run were were really impressive. We had Harmon on telling us that he's going to be a superstar. And I mean, I, I feel like I get a text every day from Underhill telling me that he, like he's going to absolutely rip it up this year. I mean, I want to bet against Michael Thomas, who's, you know, been mm-hmm. up and down in camp or whatever, and on Chris Olave. Like, so that, that's an easy one. Um, easy one for me. Um, okay. Silva has dropped Deshaun Watson down a tier. I don't think he moved him in the actual quarterback rankings but any notes on moving Deshaun Watson down a tier yeah I just think that he does not belong in that tier with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert I had him in that tier previously but in the in the 150 he was significantly below both those guys I just I, I don't think that he belongs in that tier so I pulled him out and, and what he's done so far in August 
you know, hasn't inspired a whole lot of confidence. I mean, there, there have been some fairly scathing reports about his practice performance and the guy just hasn't played football in a really long time. So, yeah. or, you know, he hasn't played quality football in a really long time. Yeah. I mean, my optimist take on Deshaun Watson is that he's been running a ton since he's been Cleveland and the weaponry is good. Everything else has been um, a mess. Um, what do you think about Deshaun Watson versus Trevor Lawrence? I know you have Trevor Lawrence behind Deshaun Watson in your rankings, but that's one that I go back and forth on. Any thoughts on Watson versus Trevor Lawrence? I would agree with that. You remember uh, we had Chris Eibel on the auction show and he's all over Trevor Lawrence, like suggesting that he could finish, that Trevor Lawrence could finish as a top five fantasy quarterback this year. It's just the running that Deshaun Watson brings to the table. And Trevor Lawrence can run a little bit, but I mean, he can't run like, like Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is being drafted as the quarterback eight. So you better have top five quarterback in your range of outcomes if you're, if he's being drafted as the quarterback eight. All right. Pittsburgh stuff. Jalen Warren broke a, a long run in their preseason game, prompting everyone to rebring up the fact that Najee Harris is not explosive, can't break any long runs. Najee Harris is so much worse than Jalen Warren. Let's start capitulating. They're going to be 50, 50, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think, there's more validity to this than the ETN Bigsby stuff. But mm. that does not mean that I think Najee Harris is going to completely relinquish and be like, oh, some one B behind Jalen Warren. So after seeing the preseason, Evan, by the way, it's nine, eight in snaps right now in favor of Najee. 17 first team snaps. Najee's had eight of them. Jalen Warren's had, Najee's had nine of them. Jalen Warren's had eight. Where are you at on the split between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren this year? So Matt Canada came out and said he called Najee Harris the undisputed starter, but then on the football field, Jalen Warren is getting significant run with the first team. And I mean, Jalen Warren outplayed Najee Harris for, for most of last season. Yeah. So I, I, I would say that this is fairly concerning for Najee Harris. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I know Evans uh, out on Travis Etienne. I, I actually take Etienne over Najee Harris uh, for me. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Evan has uh, Najee seven spots ahead uh, in his rankings of of Etienne versus Etienne. But yeah, it's super interesting. Both those guys, you know, super interesting. My, pre I think right now Jalen Warren will start off getting somewhere around thirty five percent of the running back touches, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, yeah, you know, now that we discuss this, I, I, I might switch that. Okay. Yeah, I might switch that. I mean, Travis Etienne is just, and and I I still have the lingering concerns about his passing game value, and about is is he going to lose high value touches in scoring position? Yeah. And I think that Najee Harris is going to get those, but the Jaguars are going to score a lot more points than the Steelers in all likelihood this season. So I'm, I'm going to go back and look at that. I mean, Travis Etienne can also like win you the week. Just by being explosive, Najee never Najee needs like yeah. twenty touches to to twenty plus touches to win you the week. Uh, Evan, speaking of the Steelers, Evan did move uh, George Pickens up a tier. There's been a lot of hype on George Pickens. Evan, why don't you tell the people why you moved him up a tier? Well, I and I know that you had your concerns with George Pickens as a rookie. He had over eight hundred yards yeah. as a rookie. Uh, that's a pretty good number. And historically, if you look at like second round wide receivers that go for over 800 yards in their rookie season, um, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of track records of success there. I think he could definitely take you, you remember George Pickens did not play, play a whole lot of college football. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I, I think that there's absolutely room room there for him to make a, a potentially big second year leap with Kenny with Kenny Pickett. So I, I I I like drafting George Pickens. I mean, George Pickens would have been an NFL first round pick if he had not blown out his knee prior to his junior season at Georgia. This guy is clearly talented. My concern has always been that like Matt Canada, I have zero faith in this guy, yeah, like, like zero. And he just sends George Pickens on clear out routes, Michael Gallup style. And it's not great. Right. Like, but um, yeah, I still like George Pickens. Talked about that a little bit more on market Monday. If you want more on Pickens and Deontay Johnson, speaking of uh, the Allen Robinson and Steelers stuff, 14 of 17 snaps now with Kenny Pickett this preseason for Allen Robinson, 10 of them in the slot. Calvin Austin has only gotten one snap with the starters. I know we talked about this plenty. I don't want to rehash it, but Allen Robinson, I think he's probably washed. But if he's not, he's like free and going to be out there a ton for the Steelers in the slot. I think he's washed as a perimeter player, but I think he's got a chance to, you know, outkick any kind of target uh, projections playing this role i mean we've seen this happen with late career wide receivers heinz ward reggie wayne you know we've seen guys kind of revitalize their career to an extent when they get moved into the slot he's he doesn't have to go win iso routes on the outside yeah uh as expected for the packers i did want to note uh jordan love has dropped back 19 times this preseason romeo dobbs has ran 19 routes christian watson 18 Jaden reed 12 and then luke musgrave 16 Hardly anyone else is running routes with the first team. This is going to be very concentrated, I think, to those four guys. If Jordan Love is good, and obviously there's a ton of if there, but if Jordan Love is good, it is going to be concentrated again to Dobbs, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Musgrave. And so I think all those guys have a chance. Um, Watson, if you read my exploiting the default rankings or my perfect draft, uh, Watson in home leagues is going so much later than he does in mm. best ball and high stakes. Like Christian Watson in some of these uh, default rankings is like a sixth or seventh round pick, um, which I think is notable. But anyways, Evan, any more thoughts on Packers guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that it's nice that we have some clarity, that role clarity in Green Bay because, you know, there, there's not a lot not a lot of proven experience at tight end or wide receiver but I, I think that it, it's kind of been narrowed down by the coaching staff already. And I think that's kind of nice. Okay. Javante Williams comeback. I don't want to say complete, but just stunning. Plays 12 out of 23 snaps. This was his first game since tearing that ACL, uh, LCL, PLC. Javante Williams, 12 out of 23 snaps with the starters. Ran seven routes on 13 quarterback dropbacks. He saw nine opportunities on those 12 snaps. I mean, they were feeding him the ball, feeding him a ton of screens and stuff. I thought he looked decent. I don't get into the, you know, I watched and I mm -hmm. saw this. I leave that to the tape bros, but he seemed fine to me. He's almost certainly going to be out there for week one. Now his ADP is steaming. Where are you at on Javante Williams, Evan? Well, maybe I'm having take clock here, but that triple knee ligament tear is still, I think an ongoing concern to the extent, and I, I mean, I, I think that they really like Samaj P. Ryan too. Mm -hmm. So I think in a best case scenario, it's going to be a 50 50 split between Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. And so, again, I don't, maybe this is take clock. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I'm still not going out of my way to draft Javante Williams. I, I have the same take as you. I, I obviously now, in hindsight, 
regret not taking Javante Williams when he was going in the 90s and the 100s. Mm. Now that he goes in the 70s, like I'm not going to chase him up there and he's going to start going even higher, I think, the more positive reports about his knees. So it's just hard for me as as I missed him at cheap prices and now taking him at expensive prices. Yeah, he's going to be a massive outlier if he's actually good this year. Okay. A few more very small things. Zach Ertz returned to practice off his ACL. Cardinals are playing a lot of two tight end sets in preseason. I think we'll see a lot of Trey McBride and Zach Ertz on the field together. Just want to put that out there. Also, Cowboys number two. Rico Dowdell appears to be ahead of Malik Davis for that job. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn is getting a ton of buzz, though. I just don't see how Deuce Vaughn is really a threat to base down work. I'm a little concerned that maybe Deuce Vaughn is a threat to Tony Pollard on some pass down work. How do you think Rico Dowdell and Deuce Vaughn impact Tony Pollard this year? I think it's Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle. Yeah. Um, I think they trust him in pass protection. He's been in the organization for multiple years at this point, and he's finally getting this opportunity. Um, I think he's going to be like a clear number two, and he's not really going to eat into Tony Pollard's work. Deuce Vaughn is just so small. I have no doubt that, you know, Deuce Vaughn is like the, the classic dude who's like really good in college, is exciting in practice, and then when the games start, like, he, he ain't very good. You know, right. he's, he's a change of pace back. Yeah. Last one I have here, Jamison Williams, man. I, I can't really fathom a worse start to a career. I'm sure there have been, and I know I'm exaggerating, but latest news on Jamison Williams, who, by the way, is suspended for six games uh, due to the gambling stuff. Jamison Williams pulls his hamstring. He's gonna. It looks like a pretty severe hamstring pull. He's going to miss the rest of the preseason. I mean, he just hasn't been around the team. Now he's not going to be around the team for another six weeks. That said, when he comes back, I mean, I think they're going to be desperate for him. Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. I mean, that's dust. They're going to need him. So Jameson Williams is getting very, very cheap in drafts. I have not taken him at all. But if you have an IR spot that allows suspended players on there, I don't think it's crazy to draft Jameson Williams and put him on there. They have nothing behind Amon Ra, Laporta, Gibbs. Uh, so yeah. Any Jameson Williams thoughts, Seven, before we get out of here? Yeah, and apparently they're planning on using a lot of Khalif Raymond. Like, they might even consider Khalif Raymond like a, a member of the first team. He's really small. He can run. Um, obviously, Jameson Williams much more talented. It's just, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to have him for, for the first six weeks. And, and he, he really theoretically is such a good fit in that dome in this explosive offense. And it's just, you know, hopefully, hopefully he can get right. I mean, that's, that's all we can say at this point. Yep. All right. That is going to do it for this Silva top 150 rankings change and reaction to preseason usage show. Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, please hit subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast feed. It is indeed free. And if you plan to play DFS this season, that is obviously our specialty. We are getting very ready, and we have some new stuff that we're excited about for this DFS season. You need the bundle. If you plan to play DFS this season, the bundle will get you draft kit and DFS for the cheapest possible price. For Evan, for Chris Luke, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody. Mm-hmm.